Guys, before we get started with the podcast, please, I have one ask for you today. Please, if you like the podcast, make sure you share it. Tag me into your Instagram stories or send it to a friend, send it to your family, send it in the Facebook group. Share the most valuable episode I've created with everyone. I count on you. Let's get started. Good morning, podcast, and welcome to a new episode. I hope you're having an amazing day. You are on the Pierre T. Lambert Show the podcast for photographers, videographers, and creators in general. All right, who do we have today? Well, everyone, welcome Jason Vong. Jason is a photographer, videographer, and has a YouTube channel sharing tons of insight on cameras, how to get the best out of it, and also, obviously, reviews. So on this podcast, I think you're going to love it because Jason is sharing how he really got started as a professional into that world. And he's going to share with us if college is really worth it for a photography and videography career or not. Since he took it, he has some insight on that. On top of that, we'll also dig into how he fell in love with the Sony system, what really he appreciated about it, and how come he adopted it for almost everything. And last but not least, we will be digging into his wedding stories, but also how to force yourself to do things when you might not want to do them, but you know you have to complete a project, you have to do it. How do you get out of that creative maybe block or simply procrastination? That I think we can all relate to. So with no further ado, guys, everyone, welcome Jason Vong to the podcast and go check him out after for some context on YouTube at Jason Vong and on Instagram at Jason V Media. All right, let's get started. Everyone give a warm welcome to Jason. Welcome to the podcast, Jason. Thanks for having me. It's this, a pleasure. On this morning, beautiful morning out in Oregon, I'm trying to paint them a picture right now. Oh, did you wake up for sunrise too? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I woke up for sunrise the day before at five. We went to uh, uh, Sparks Lake out in Oregon. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I caught, caught an epic sunrise, something that I haven't gotten in a while. Oh, but, this is beautiful. Yeah. I've been wanting to go too. You should. You yeah. should have. I, I kind of failed the other mornings. That's okay. You're, you had your fun. You had, you had some epic adventures throughout the whole condo trip 3.0 that we're here with Sony. <laughs> exactly. So guys, we're here at... at uh, so Jason, I had a quick question. If I say videography to you, what is the first image that pops in your mind? Yeah, someone who uses a video camera. What? Someone who uses a video camera. But do you have a film or a clip that you that just pops if I say videos? A film? What do you mean a film? A film? I don't know, man. A bunch of things just pops into my head. Yeah, throw them away. I want to know. Wait, I don't know. Like I don't know, some guy holding a camcorder, uh, just videos, YouTube's, just I don't know, just random stuff. That's so it's so vague. It's like you had the whole film strip go like. Whoosh. Yeah. Um, is, there, is there one video that inspired you? Is there one video that inspires me? There's there's too many videos that inspire. I can't even remember a lot of things that I watch. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, give me yeah yeah give me something specific. That, well, okay, what video inspires you? Let's 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 throw the mic to you, and maybe that will help me stall some time. And think of mine. Mm, <laughs> I would say. For me, it was uh, back a few years ago, and it was mainly around like ad adventure videos, like mm -hmm. um, anything that 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 would have adventure and landscape in it. Okay, like, a little bit like Nagio. I mm -hmm. always loved watching those. For example, Planet Earth. Mm -hmm. um, what is it? Blue Ocean. Those yeah. videos really like inspired me. Yeah. Um, 
That inspired your travel, that inspired everything that, that you're inspired, doing right yeah, now. Yeah, trying to see the world. I was like, oh my okay. god, look at that. When I look in my backyard, it's totally different. Maybe I should go check out that backyard. So there's no specific video, but there's just a, a, a category of videos yeah. that inspire you. Okay, yeah. all right. I mean, I, I guess I can, feel, I can feel the same way, like adventurous videos. It's just like, wow, how do they get a shot like that? Oh, I want to go here. I want to get that shot, you know? Um, yeah, I've also been fascinated with travel too. I mean, like all those travel videos, are just they just look so cool. They look so inspiring. But yeah. I don't know if I could do that. I don't. I'm not. I don't travel as much as a typical travel YouTuber. I don't travel as much as you. Yeah. You went on such an epic, amazing adventure. I probably like do um, a personal like epic travel, maybe like two, twice or three times a year. Trying to hit three times a year at least. Yeah. But you're like a, a traveling nomad. I try to travel as much as possible. That's um, cool, man. What What's your What's your favorite place you've been to so far? Japan. Japan. Yeah, I love Japan. I always I always try to go back every year. Um, it's just um, an easy. It's an easy vacation, but also it's just it's very easy for me to be inspired when I'm out in Japan. It's just like a, a country that I'm very comfortable. It's very safe, um, and I just. I just, I don't know, I just feel a lot more creative when I'm out there, you know, and I like, I, I like exploring um, the culture and um, the architectures and all of that stuff. So I recently did like a little thing out in, uh, out in Japan in April and I just filmed this whole short little travel film and it's just, I just had such an amazing time. Oh really? That's, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, I don't know what's up with Japan. Have you been? Yeah, and and it's it has that weird feeling where yeah. you just want to shoot everything. Yeah, I mean it's just you know you like, have the street corner. <laughs> <laughs> I mean Japan has this really um, sort of fusion of um, the past, the present, and the future. I mean yeah. like everyone you know you kind of they have the stereotype of just like oh hey you know they're technology they're technological they're, they're technologically advanced you know they're very futuristic but when you actually explore japan there's a lot of remnants of you know the the olden days you mm -hmm. know um so if you just plant yourself in one spot of the city you can literally see like the past the present and the future i don't know that's yeah. just that's just how i see japan it's just awesome no, totally. I, I completely share the same feeling. I, yeah. I tell people I feel like I'm in the Matrix when yeah. I go to Japan. <laughs> it's literally like that. Uh -huh. uh, there is a big city where like no one bumps into each other. Just yeah. like if it, they were like robots, they're you know, so programmed polite. with like sensors. Yeah. Like they're so uh, they're so polite. I mean, like it, it's so clean there. I just feel comfortable being there. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially for us, like creating, we we can have like as much gear as we want yeah <laughs> laying on the floor around oh and, tell and me shoot. about it yeah i was i was out shooting with a, a friend um his name is ox out i if you guys watch him on youtube he does a lot of these crazy great cinematic vlogs um but yeah he literally just had his backpack in the middle of the road and a lens on the floor and i'm like should, should we not should we not pick that up like i'm you know like the part like the 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 me inside you know with that whole United States mentality. He's like, don't leave your gear out. You know, yeah. you might get jacked. I'm like, I'm just like freaking out. So I always try to move him, move his stuff to like the side, or just try to put it in the backpack and zip it up. And you know, I move my stuff around. But yeah, I mean, like generally, if you drop your watch or your wallet, you can find it at Lost and Found in Japan. That's yeah. how honest like the culture is, and that's how that's just again goes back to how safe i feel out there yeah yeah that, that's really inspiring i mean that's it just puts you in a great environment to create, yeah which yeah is, you know you have that relaxation you know you feel good you know other yeah. countries you might have to be like 
let's not try to bring too much. I'm just gonna, you know, bring know. this little thing and just hold on tight. Like you're in crowded markets with the 7200 and the only thing you, you're yeah. looking for is what's behind you. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. You're like, okay, I'm gonna take that shot and quickly hide it under my jacket. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. I mean, like, how is it for you? Do you travel a lot, a lot with gear? Yeah, well, that's why I got the 8518 also, mm -hmm. because sometimes I didn't want to bring the 7200, especially since they made it white and very flashy mm -hmm. and giant. Mm -hmm. um, so whenever yeah. I want to reach a little bit further... I can I can see it right now. You try yeah. to tape it up. Mm -hmm. you're, you're in the progress of just camouflaging well, it. Th that's a zebra mode. Mm -hmm. Maybe you didn't get the limited edition. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they caught the... They nicknamed the unicorn because it's so hard to get. I guess they have the zebra version now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of uh, people ask me, like, well, what kind of lens that is, and mm -hmm. yeah, I like, tell them it's the it. Safari zebra version. <laughs> <laughs> or you tell them, don't worry about it. It's not important. It's not expensive. No, no don't, don't take it. Oh yeah, like in the, in the street, <laughs> I always tell them it's a gift. I have no clue how much it is. Yes, I don't know. It's a, it's a piece of trash lens. You hey, probably uh, don't want this. How much for you two cameras with those big lenses? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's not worth anything. Um, anyway, you, you guys get everything for free, right? Just like me. What? <laughs> I, okay, if there's some sort of free program where they're literally <laughs> passing out cameras and lenses, I need to know where because I pay a, for all my stuff. That's an internal joke, guys, because yeah. uh, for some reason, everyone that is not a, on YouTube thinks YouTubers get all their gear for free, which is very far from the truth. Oh, at yeah. least on the camera side of things yeah like lights you could get lights for free every day for the rest of your life just because of amazon sellers that keep buzzing <laughs> us hello dear would you like to review these lights nice to know you <laughs> on youtube <sighs> yeah, it's, like, it's almost goes into spam instantly yeah um jason how did you get started like what's your original story of your superhero journey i don't know what they like, get started on what youtube yeah, did you get bitten by a spider or no. something? No, I mean like we can go we can go really back or we can just go back to just this channel yeah. in particular. I mean like this channel I just got started about three years ago. If we're talking about Jason Vong where I review a bunch of Sony Alpha gear, please subscribe. YouTube.com slash Jason Vong, V-O-N-G. Um, <laughs> uh, I started this channel maybe like, yeah, three years ago. Yeah. Um, this was around the time where Sony was just blowing up. Um, they released their Sony a7S II and Sony a7R II, and everybody in the filmmaking community was just raving about the Sony a7S II. They're like, oh, this camera is such an amazing low-light piece of a camera. You guys gotta get it. It's great for weddings. Oh, man, here's Philip Bloom coming out with an a7S review. Look how amazing the low-light quality is. And I was like, wow, you know, I'm getting sucked into this. I was like, I want one. This is, this is awesome. I want to get one. And uh, the production company I used to work for at the time, we were starting to... Um, get into, you know, get, get, you know, starting to accumulate some cameras into our arsenal. So they pick up the Sony a7S II. I played with it. I like it. And then also at the same time, when I'm doing some research, I saw the a7R II and I was like, oh, wow, they have this 42 megapixel camera. And I started finding out the differences between two of those cameras. You know, um, the a7R II actually has some amazing autofocusing capability that the a7S II didn't have. And it was able to shoot 4K in both full frame and Super 35 mode. So I get all these information, I did all these research, and I realized, I was like, wait a minute, the Sony a7R II might just be somewhat kind of the better video camera if you think about it right you think about oh yeah this could be good for like youtube you know with the autofocus and the 4k mm. and i was just getting all this information i would just i just cut it short I, I i got all this information and i saw that nobody else was talking about the a7r2 you know there were a couple of other people more photo centric 
but no one was really talking about, you know, no one really dug deep into it. No one really talked about the video capability. So then I was like, you know what? Why don't I just put out something? You know, my experience using the Sony a7R II while everyone talked about the Sony a7S II. And I love YouTube. I, I learned so much from YouTube. I watch YouTube every day like everybody else. I learned so much about photography, filmmaking, videography. So I was just like, you know what? No one's putting this information out there. I want to contribute back to the community by putting out some of my own videos out there. So I started out putting, I started putting out Sony content out there and bit by bit, you know, I got here today. That's awesome. You know, put me, putting me here in this room with you, interviewing, uh, you interviewing me for, at Sony Condo 3.0. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's pretty cool how you, how you saw that, like, hey, the way is no one talking. And do you believe that the A7R2 was better? After um, all your research? In some aspects, in a, in, in a lot of aspects, I feel like it was better than the S2. I mean, the yeah. S2 was still king of low light, right? Yeah. There was still there's a couple. There's nothing that beats that. Yeah. There's nothing that beats that. I mean, there are a couple of other, like, um, advantages that, that the S2 had. Um, it, it could shoot S-Log3. The A7R2 can't. And um, the A7S2 can do 120 in 1080p, but the A7R2 couldn't. So there were a couple of video features that got pulled back on the A7R2, but you still have 4K, sorry, you still have 1080p 60, you still have S-Log2, plenty enough to work with. So um, I generally am not the person that shoots in pitch black pitch darkness so you know i like to add a little bit of yeah. light to my shots so the a7r2 was perfect you know it was perfect for me it was something that i believe that was a fantastic hybrid camera and i'm all about hybrid shooting if you guys watch my youtube channel i always talk about you know i love shooting photos i love shooting videos and i really believe that the sony system has a great hybrid capability so yeah. that's why i use the sony system well that's why i switched mm -hmm. like we're not trying to fan out here guys but the, yeah that what i like explained in one of the videos is that the reason i switched is i had my nikon d750 which i love for yeah. photos mm -hmm. but the moment I, I flipped the camera on it was it was awful like mm -hmm. literally it would hunt like like it's like the full spectrum of the lens would hunt and it was just crazy I, yeah so i was shooting then with the panasonic gh5 oh, which yeah. was great for video but oh, it was terrible for photos i feel the same way i felt the same way oh, yeah. yeah damn and during the world tour we're like two months in and i have we're heading to taiwan and i'm like you know what i'm not gonna take the nikon it's it's too big like lenses are too heavy just want to travel lighter i'm gonna do everything with the gh5 so mm -hmm. I, I, I grabbed two primes with it super happy but then when i start shooting the photos and editing them i'm like oh something it, something's not following here like i don't know what's happening but it's not working out for me mm -hmm. and um and then I, I decided to i called my friend i'm like dude like you're meeting us in the philippines bring me back my nikon i need it back <laughs> and then i just hated my life for carrying all that so i was like i need to find a system that can allow me to have both and back in the days when i got my nikon the 750 i hesitated with the a7 you mm -hmm. know like i think two i think it was the a7 or two at the time or mm -hmm. something like that yeah and i hesitated but the battery life just killed me i was like nope there was no way especially yeah. since i shoot weddings and stuff mm -hmm. like there's no way I'm gonna I'm gonna have 20 batteries with me and and, and be like reload yeah. <laughs> reload yeah. yeah so yeah and then I the A7 R3 came out and and I just pre-ordered it and and yeah. got it and yeah that's crazy um, you 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 and I had like us switching to Sony was 
probably very similar. Yeah. I mean, like I was on the same boat too because I was using Canon at the time, Canon and GH4. Yeah. So GH4 was video, Canon full frame 5D Mark III was for photos. I love yeah. the photos from the Canon. I didn't like the photos from the Panasonic. Loved the 4K video capability of the GH4. Didn't like the 1080p limitation on the 5D Mark III. Why are we buying so many different cameras and lenses, right? It just makes no yeah. sense. So I know yeah. in the long run, like the bag gets like double lenses, everything. And mm -hmm. it's like, even though four, Micro Four Third is small, which I, oh, I love that. Like the lenses in your pocket. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, can't but, beat that portability. No, but after a while you're like, no, <laughs> that's not possible. We're not, we're not ripping on GH5, GH users. They, there are so many people that create amazing, amazing stuff. if you do like video. Yeah. You know, like there's literally, you get that to 1835 from Sigma and, yeah. and your life is set, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but if if you like if you like me or you where we're just like running in the street like shooting mm -hmm. photos and videos at the same time like yeah. it's it's very difficult to beat anything it's just our preference i want to i want to reiterate that for yeah. everybody that's listening it's just preference yeah you know? it's just a tool it's just if, a tool if the blue hammer works for you yeah don't change to the no, green one no disrespect to any other camera brands no. out there no no that's the most important how did you how did you, what's your non-youtube life like what what do you shoot what do you or what did you used to shoot? Oh, wait. So, wait. Okay. How did you get started on, on YouTube? How do I... What? On video. Oh, how did I... Okay, so you're yeah. talking about like a video creator, a career yeah. that's not YouTube. How did as I get a, started? As a videographer, like what was oh, your okay. origin? Okay. All right. So I guess we are going very far back. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We want I to don't know. hear the story when you were two years old and someone stole you, your toy. <laughs> um, for uh, for video, I mean, I've I've always had interest in shooting videos. Um, back in high school, when YouTube was still like not a money making platform, um, you know, I would just make silly videos with my friends. Oh, you know, we no just way. yeah, I just film skits. You know, I do a lot of those special After Effects special effects. You know, I learned all all my my lightsaber effects and my ground chicken effects from Andrew Kramer from VideoCopilot.net. <laughs> so I mean, I, I just made these like you know lightsaber videos, like Dragon Ball Kamehameha videos. You know, it's just like these these fun little things that I did with my friends. And then you know, in in, in high school, everyone's just like, you know, you should you should you know be a director or a filmmaker or whatever. I was like, maybe, but I you know I I enjoy the short form video content. Yeah. So um, that's how I pretty much got started with videos. It's just that I made some silly videos with my friends and just uploaded them to YouTube. But then as I, you know, graduated from college, which was like years afterwards, I saw YouTube as a fantastic platform. You know, it was just mm -hmm. starting to starting to gain some traction. People were obviously lots more people were hitting like the million, the billion marks and they're just making money and they're just living a good life. And I'm just like, you know, there's probably something hmm. for for me out on YouTube. So yeah, that's how I got started in videos. What did you study during in university? Uh, so I studied media and cultural studies, whatever that means. <laughs> it's it was a new it was a new program at the time uh, for the the school that I went to. So they had no idea what they're doing. Oh, really? We need yeah. volunteers. Uh, no. No. Well, <laughs> they probably needed guinea pigs, and I wasn't aware I was part of the guinea pig program. Oh. So they had a filmmaking program that I that I registered for. But they're like, oh yeah, this year we're gonna change it to media and cultural studies. So I ended up studying a lot of, well, I ended up taking a lot of class that has no benefits to me, oh. none whatsoever. I mean, okay, maybe there were some, but 
a large majority of it was just like random things. Um, it's, it, I, th I, I think video and photography is just something that you kind of have to learn on your own and just be practical about it. You can't yeah. really study. You can study, um, but you, it's just, I, I don't know, not, maybe not worth four years of your university life to yeah. go <laughs> learn some, some video or, or photos. Which is an investment also in the U.S. It, yeah, it is a huge investment. I mean, again, a lot of people can say, hey, you know, the connections that you make in school will definitely help you out. And I can for sure say that I made a few connections back when I went to school. Yeah. And, you know, that helped me get the opportunities that I get today. Yeah, it's, it's always a fine debate. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm yeah. Like, college or not college, it depends. If you're going to do nothing during four years, maybe it's better. I think, uh, but I also think like if you do go to university or college, it, it does make you i don't know yeah it does it does build some characters it makes you a little bit more yeah. mature i think yeah yeah but I, I tell everyone just go to europe and and pay 10 percent of what you're gonna pay here you're gonna have the same the same level of education oh word or, really yeah that's yeah. nice yeah or sometimes it's free so no, no one's no one's in debt there right no students are in nope. debt there nope I mean, maybe a few that are very poor. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's not. It's not because they have 150k in there. It's not like a. It's not like a. No. Uh, what is it? Uh, tuition in, in France is about 200 euros per year for for university. I don't know what that is, but it sounds cheap. That that's like 230 dollars a year. Yeah, a year. <laughs> <laughs> so that's maybe it's a little bit more if you add like some stuff or but that. Anyway, it's it's like not even comparable to your application fee, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember submitting like $50 here and there. It's just like, oh, you want to apply for this one? No, oh, here's $50. Oh, you want to apply that one? Oh, no, you want $50. And oh, just rock pin like, pin applications. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, You're triggering some memories, man. <laughs> that's so funny. What, what do you... I have a lot of questions, you know, coming up. Like people like, hey, I don't know. How do I get started as a videographer? How do I get clients? How did you get started, Jason? Um, yeah, I mean, this just goes back to what we just said. It's a good segue. Um, in college, I've, I, I met my friend Eric, who mm -hmm. runs a wedding business now today. And um, he, he, we were like three years apart. He was a, he was a senior. I was a freshman in college, and um, we met just we just like hung out maybe like once or twice. We went to film club together. That's how I met him. Phone club. Film club. Oh, like a filmmaking <laughs> club. Yeah, like we were just like we went we went to a couple of meetings and we're just like yeah this is all right. We never went back. Um, but then I never saw him again. But then I added him on Facebook, and years later. Like literally years later, I picked up the Panasonic GH4. I joined a GH4 film, uh, Facebook group, and he was in the same group too. And he was like, "Hey, I remember you from from college, man. Um, uh, I see that you have the GH4. I was wondering if you want to shoot some weddings with me." So I ended up oh. being his second shooter. No way for his weddings. Yeah, it was crazy. So we kind of like reconnected. We're like really great friends today. Like we only talk once or twice in college, but then now we're just like, we're talking on a daily basis now. So um, we shot, uh, I, helped him sh I helped him shoot some weddings. And from there, I just started shooting weddings for the next, you know, three yeah. years after that. So yeah, I've been shooting w weddings for about four years now. Oh, cool. Yeah. Do you still do it nowadays? All yeah, good. not not as much, but you know, I, I do want to keep shooting weddings just because it keeps me, um, 
versed in my gear because yeah. I don't want to be like a YouTuber that just like reviews the gear and not like actually put into a practical real world usage, yeah. right? So either it either has to be done through travel like you, you yeah. know, really put the camera to test or shoot some professional gigs like weddings or even for clients. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a, that's always a very dangerous zone where you're like, oh, yeah. I'm just going to start reviewing stuff and I'm barely using it. Yeah. I mean, like, oh, don't get me wrong. YouTube takes up so much time. There are times where I'm just like, I do not want to shoot a wedding. Yeah. I like, I love shooting weddings. Don't get me wrong. But then like, there are times where it's just like, lucratively, it seems like YouTube is the, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, people are watching you because they are either in the same few they shoot weddings as well and they want they really need to have some good insights about how yeah. this how this stuff works so you really have to put it in a real life situation yeah. and i love shooting weddings i just don't like the aspect of just having to like wait six months to nine months before that wedding happens i don't want to like promise that a year in advance and then i as the date gets closer i'm just like oh my god i forgot that not forgot but i was just like oh man uh, i have this wedding this weekend i can't do cool stuff with my friends or something <laughs> like that yeah, that's that's the problem of weddings. It's on the weekends usually. Yeah, but like, weddings are fun. I I love shooting weddings. I know a lot of people don't like shooting weddings because I loved it. Yeah, because you have to deal with clients, right? Yeah. But then, for me, I'm just like I'm just there to capture like a very like joyous occasion of like someone's it's, it's ceremony. It's fun. You run around, capture mm -hmm. a bunch of stuff, try mm -hmm. to tell a story. Yeah. Um, oh people yeah. People are happy usually. Yeah. Which makes let's hope so. <laughs> I know, which, uh, which makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. Um, but. Yeah, the, I think the only weddings I didn't like too much when were there was like nothing happening, which happens. And yeah, sometimes it, make, it made me sad. I was like, wow, yeah. like wow, big ambience. Woo! I yeah. <laughs> let's, let's try to capture details here. <laughs> when you shoot a lot of weddings, there's gonna be some that's gonna stick out, and you're just like, hmm. Yeah, there's there's plenty of weddings that I've done. It's just like the vows are okay. The speeches were okay. And for me, I live for that stuff, right? I live for good vows and speeches yeah. because that's how I'm going to tell your story. You know, if yeah. you don't have any of that good stuff, I can't, it's going to be hard for me to put together like a cool video. Yeah. So, yeah. But there are some where it's just like it just really came from the heart. And then I made such a good video out of it. Like, I was like, wow, this is, you know, you guys made the story. I didn't, you just made my job easy. That's awesome. Do yeah. you have one one crazy wedding you remember, where it, it went kind of where you were like, "Whoa, I don't know what's happening." Um, no, like a, a a wedding that sort of were you a little bit wasn't like, wasn't very favorable. Oh, you were a little bit like, "Whoa, I don't know what's happening here." No, I think I, maybe when I first got started, I wasn't sure what 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 was happening but yeah. then there wasn't one where it's just like completely off schedule oh really yeah I, yeah i haven't had one that was completely off schedule okay. i mean you you know things would run late but it wasn't like oh by the way here's some random thing that you have to do that we just planned last minute there wasn't any of that okay That's so cool. yeah do, do you have i had that some of the couples i shot or, or like got divorced pretty yeah. quickly did you do you have a lot uh, I have one. You have one? Yeah. Remember how I told you? I was like, oh, yeah, there's this one. There's there's some couple that like made yeah. my job easy. They have some great yeah. vows. Everyone's really happy. I found out apparently like a month later they got divorced. No way. I was like, no. Because like I was like working with my photographer friend and then I was like, I don't know. Like I, I brought up something. I was like, oh, you never like, you know, told me, like, you know, what the client felt about the video. Like, yeah. I like, um, did they, were they okay? Or they, did they need anything else? And he was like, oh, no, apparently, um, 
something happened, they got divorced, and I was like, no, really? That was like one of my favorite weddings. Oh my God. It's like something that I was super proud of. I was like, I don't know if it's in good taste to leave up the wedding because yeah. they're, uh, they're divorced. So I was like, should I take it down or should I leave it up? I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do. Capturing your stories forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Should do a follow-up video. <laughs> the, bride, the bride messaged me on Instagram too. Like I was like shooting like, you know, Instagram stories. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, I'm editing this wedding now. I'm like, oh, this is what I do. And she's like, oh my God, I can't wait. And then I said, you know, she watched the video, like only the, the highlight. Yeah. So she loved it. She was like, "Oh my God, you you, you did some, such an amazing job." You, 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 I, I thought I wouldn't see my wedding video like nine months later. I was like, "Okay, you know, I'm feeling good." You know, the bride likes the highlight video. I finished the rest of them. You know, full ceremony on that. I sent it over to my photographer guy, and I was just kind of like waiting for like you know if there's any changes or if they, they they weren't happy about anything. You know, a couple months go by, nothing, and then he tells me, "Yeah, they got they got a divorce." I was like, "No, that's crazy." Yeah. I had one that was supposed to get married, then yeah. she got pregnant, it didn't happen, but I still had the deposit, uh -huh. which was pretty big, so they yeah. told me uh, a little bit before, so nothing happened. Okay, you, like, get, you, get, okay. you get to keep your deposit, right? Well, yeah, and I'm like, it's okay, guys, we'll, we'll just, well, I don't care about the deposit, just hit me up and we'll reschedule for next year, it's going to go towards next year's deposit, that's, yeah. that's cool, whenever you want to get married, Yeah. and then nothing no, ever. Nothing. Oh. And I had the feeling that maybe, you know... Maybe like, something happened. Hey, you got to keep the money. Yeah. Easiest, <laughs> easiest wedding easiest wedding you've ever shot. Yeah, but, but that was never my intention. I didn't care so much about the money. I just wanted to shoot the things. Yep, I got you. Oh, you're right on time. Oh, see? Dude. See, I'm, I'm keeping tabs. So yesterday I was thinking about that, but then I forgot about something else. So it's, I should have my checklist here. You got, two, you got, you got me. I've, I've done this so many times, I'm just like, 30 minutes, 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Yeah, I did that recording my own tutorials. Oh, you need to get the A7R4, no 30 minute recording limit. What? I think, I don't, I think they removed it. No way. I haven't tested it myself yet, but the 6400 doesn't have a recording limit. Oh. Yeah, because of the, it has to do with like some... Taxes. Yeah, that yeah. taxes got lifted, or it was, it's like trying to be renewed. I don't know. This is perfect. Wow, there's a leaf blower that's just, wow. I'm sorry. It's, it's adding for the, to the background. Yeah. Um, beautiful Oregon. So, so Jason, if you had to give, like, imagine you had someone like 20 years old coming to you. Hey, Jason, I really want to start, like, getting into YouTube and filmmaking. Like, both my, at the same time, because I feel like people can't do just one. You mean my DMs every day? Yes, exactly. That's because that's my DMs, too. So yeah. let's answer your DM. Like... That way, every time someone DMs, you just like, hey, listen to that podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just listen to this podcast at uh, minute 31.29 or something. Exactly. Uh, what was the question again? <laughs> the question is, what would you suggest someone who wants to, to start? Like, obviously, they're going to ask, hey, what gear should I buy? But I think most importantly, how would you get them to improve their skills? Like, what resource would you direct them to? Well, obviously, they do, they do need to get a camera. Yes. <laughs> they do need to pick yes. up some gear. Um, but it just, it's just... Again, it goes back to just being practical about it. You just got to go out and do something. Um, so is this just strictly saying videos and filmmaking? Yeah. Or, anything, like, or just like photography filmma too? No, filmmaking mainly. Filmmaking mainly. I mean, you just... I don't know. I am a firm believer of if the job doesn't come, you make your own job. Okay. You know, like with, the, with how easy it is to just put out your own work out there on YouTube and, you know, Vimeo. I don't know if that exists anymore. 
it, it, how easy it is just to put your own content out there. You, you know, there's really no excuse for you to not do it on your own, yeah. you know, because then if you make something cool, you make something creative, the opportunity is just going to come, okay. you know. Best example is, you know, Freddie Wong, mm -hmm. you know, special effects guy on YouTube. He went to filmmaking school and he didn't wait until after college to get a job in the filmmaking industry. He started making videos. He started putting it, his stuff out there. And even after he graduated, he still made some awesome YouTube content. And he went on to do like filmmaking, you know? He actually got like a job, well not a job, or maybe he's like doing, you know, something in the, within the film, actual filmmaking realm outside of YouTube. So yeah. you just gotta do it. You just gotta be practical about it. Is there one particular resource? Like you'd be like, hey, this is like the Bible, just, just read it and you'll get everything you need to know about filmmaking? Mm, good question. I don't know. I can't say for sure because then I just kind of like dig around and just like watch. It's just it's just years of just listening to people's story, I would say. Yeah. But um, nowadays, you know, it's awesome because you have filmmaking courses. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you have people that come out that comes out with tutorials and paid courses. So um, I think a lot of them uh, can definitely put you towards the right direction. I have a friend. I have a buddy named George. Um, I think he, he got started with like filmmaking maybe just a couple years back, but yeah. then he invested in a couple of courses that I got a chance to take a peek at. And um, there was one, I think um, you might know him too, a full-time filmmaker. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I actually uh, peeked into some of his courses and he goes deep into some of the stuff. You know, it's very easy to watch. It's like a couple minutes per video. It's just like, oh, what's ISO? What's aperture? What's this? What's that? Line rule of thirds, um, how to shoot this, how to light this. And as you get more advanced into the course, it's like, oh, how to shoot a music video, how to shoot a wedding, you know? So I think it's a really good starting point if you like have absolute zero knowledge. Yeah. Uh, if you can find a way to instead, you know, just take one month of tuition or one semester of tuition and just kind of throw that into some sort of advanced filmmaking tutorial on the internet, I think you'll learn so much. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, my, my buddy George, I think like, I see, I see his progress, you know, I, I seen the stuff he made before and then after he like took some courses, including the full-time filmmaker course, I, I, it sounds like I'm plugging his course now. I need an affiliate link. <laughs> I don't have an affiliate link. We don't have an affiliate link, but he took his course and uh, some of the stuff that he showed me just so I can like give him some feedback. I was just like, wow, you learned all of that in just like under a year. That's amazing. That's awesome. So it's all about like self-investment too. So if you really want to learn something, um, throw some money at some courses. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it definitely does well, help. And, and it's going to be fun because it's going to sound like we're raving about that course now, uh, although we, we didn't take it, but one yeah. of my friends, uh, took a dead course okay. in France mm -hmm. and yeah, I think he learned everything from the course and he's shooting com like uh, commercially now yeah. uh, for, for a little bit and has oh. a French YouTube channel and stuff now. And it's, yeah, it's, I just think it's a, one of the good resources that is out there. Oh, definitely. Like, well, there, definitely. There's, many, there, there's so many. You can, you can go down a rabbit hole just trying to figure out um, color grading or all this yeah. other thing. But then I think his course, Full-Time Filmmaker, is general enough where there's a lot of jumping points where you can start to do your own thing. Yeah. So that's amazing that your friend got commercial gigs from that. I'm shocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He got his, he, he like trained and then he's like, yeah. okay, let's go. Yeah, I mean, like that course also has like some contract templates too. It's yeah. so helpful, so helpful. Yeah. Uh, aside from that, I mean, like if you can find some way to just... Um, 
just kind of like shadow somebody you know like an oh, actual yeah. person like that'd be great you know I, I know there's a lot of tips out there that's always like you know just hit up your local wedding photographer or wedding videographer have this person if you like really want to learn because you want to be you know next to them when all mm -hmm. these things are happening and that's and i think that's kind of true too you know yeah. like again i didn't know how to shoot weddings but because i was second shooting for my buddy I, yeah. I learned so much about filmmaking about my camera and just how to shoot in general you yeah. know so that's something we we forget especially in the digital age i feel like we're like oh we can just watch youtubers or, or like we can just watch people on instagram true. behind the scenes true but nothing replaces being like being on the field next to that person and be like wow i didn't i didn't expect you to shoot that many frames you know like yeah it's or it's yeah. so different you know when you see someone else work you're just like okay all right that's pretty cool it's yeah. so different i you know craig adams yeah he had a wedding wedding film school yeah like um before my channel before well when my channel was barely getting its foot into youtube um we actually shot a wedding with craig and me and my buddy eric um, my Eric, uh, my Eric, my, uh, uh, my friend Eric, uh, he, um, he was second shooting for Craig and I was shooting behind the scenes and I got to follow Craig around for like the entire day. And this was like right when I first got started in weddings too. And I just saw how he worked and it's just, again, so different, you know, yeah. well, the feeling is different, you know, it's just like, wow, you know, this guy is not doing multiple takes. You know, he's just like, he has an eye, he sees, he sees the shot, he gets it, he moves on to the next thing. Yeah. You know, it's just like, just seeing how he works, just like him running around, just like drone shot, audio, check, do this, lob him up, get the vows, get this. I'm just like, dude, this is, it's just crazy, just shadowing somebody. Yeah. You learn so much. After you're like, whoa. Um, and yeah. then you make your own sauce with all that, with all the people you see. Oh, oh, yeah, totally. I mean, like, as much as I like a lot of people's, like, wedding videos, like, you know, from those, um, from the Wedding Filmmaker YouTube community, there are, there are things that's just, like, you kind of pick and choose what you like yeah. from them. You don't, you don't mimic their entire style, but you're just like, okay, I like how he shot the procession. Oh, I like how he shot the speech. Oh, I like how he lit this. Yeah. You know, you, you take all these like little things and you start to put together your own little, yeah. you know, like you said, sauce. Yeah, that's uh, that's one of the questions I get asked a lot is, how do you find your style? That's what I tell. Just yeah. recreate. Recreate and, you know, because then when you, when, once you start like recreating, you find out that, hey, this isn't for me. I don't like yeah. doing this. You know, everyone's like, do the slider shot with the rings and... I did that for a while and I'm like, this slider is a pain in the butt to set up. I'm not going to bring a slider anymore. Mm -mm, no, thank you. <laughs> Wait, people were telling you to do a slider shot with rings? I mean, like, it's just because, like, everybody was doing it, right? Oh. Like, when you first learn about, I'm sure a lot of people, like, can, agree, um, can relate. Yeah. You know, you when you first get started in weddings, sometimes you see, like, a Ray Roman film or yeah. whatever. And you see, like, these epic shots just like, whoo! you know slider yeah. and then you know so i'm like funny. we use the slider we try to slide it for like maybe like 10 weddings and then after that we're like yeah no we're good just <laughs> we're just gonna put a tripod and a camera stationary shot we're just gonna post zoom it and you know just zoom yeah. it in and post and you can just do so many crazy things in, in post-production you know yeah, like lightsabers on the rings and yeah, yeah just, like, and yeah. just like just <laughs> turns you can send it flying to the moon it's crazy yeah do you like film the forge where they, they make the rings also um, in the mountains in the Mordor. That's that, yeah, Lord of the Rings. That. <laughs> ching ching. Yeah. Um, that's awesome, Jason. Thank you so much. Uh, I want I want to ask you um, maybe a wrap up question. Okay. Because I feel like you know day and night, although we're like bombarded with awesome inspiration, 
it also has the negative the like reverse effect of like blocking oh, us yeah you know you're like oh man they're all so good or like they're all taking those crazy stuff yeah uh right. how do you get out of that and you and like get back into your groove you stop watching them you stop watching it man like i i can i totally can relate what you say man like you know you watch Gary Vee. Yeah. <laughs> you watch Gary Vee, he always yells at you and he's just like, you gotta go and do stuff. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. First couple of videos, yeah, I'm pumped, I'm pumped. And then you start watching more videos, just like, oh man, six months, nine months go by, you still watch the videos, but you're not doing anything. You start feeling bad and you're like, oh <laughs> man, like I know Gary, I know I need to go out and start doing something, man, but I can't, <laughs> you know? I mean, there, there's only so much you can do. There's only so much you can watch, yeah. you know? And, you know, you just have to take a break from them. Yeah. You know, there's like a lot of, you know, I have, I have a, lot, a lot of amazing friends. I like, have like a lot of, you know, people that inspire me on YouTube. But then there's times where I'm just like, I got, I got to like stop watching because yeah. they make, you know, it, it, it does have that reverse effect that has that negativity where it's like, oh, why are my friends getting all these like amazing opportunities? Oh, wow. Why, how come this like creator got this? like mm -hmm. cool thing all the wow you do this cool thing like you start you start self-doubting yourself yeah. you start you start like oh maybe i'm not good enough like mm. you know it's just it's so toxic you know so if you're in that kind of mindset which i'm sure a lot of people can relate if you're in that mindset just take a break from all that yeah. you know come back to it come back to it when you're under fresher mindset just to like watch and just enjoy you know you don't yeah. want to watch and just feel bad about it yeah so i would say just kind of remove yourself from that negativity that that mindset first uh and and just come back to it later just focus on yourself and just create yeah you know and same and applies for photography like if oh, you yeah. scroll instagram for too long you're just gonna think like yeah oh man i have to how come i'm not in those epic location every single day of my life or i it's, don't have those epic shots it's so dangerous because like how social media is they feed you all these amazing amazing things and it just got to it just got to the point where you see too much of it and you start having this false sense of illusion where it's like yeah everybody's out doing cool things like yeah. why am i not doing cool things yeah when the reality is that you're watching so many different people doing cool things and they might yeah. even have these like photos or videos powered up from yeah. like months ago that you know your your time your your sense of time just gets thrown off yeah like you feel like you're not doing enough you're just sitting here at home for like a month not doing anything but you don't realize that your opportunity you have opportunities next month or yeah. days days away do, do you do a detox sometimes where you're like okay I'm, I'm i'm cutting off like youtube instagram for for a few days i should you should <laughs> i should yeah i'm i'm really bad at it i i'm having creator burnout right now really yeah all the time it's just like i i i am trying to um well i worked almost seven days a week mm -hmm. for like yeah. the past you know however many years like two years you know when i since i got full full-time youtube and it's just so it's tough like yeah. you have to force yourself to take a day off so it was just this past couple of months where i started taking one day out yeah. of the week off yeah. and i try to introduce video games back into my life because yeah i have to have some sort of distraction i have to like keep myself busy and not think about youtube or think about work because it's just yeah. it gets so stressful something that has yeah something that's opposite opposite yeah yeah so yeah it just goes back to just removing yourself completely from that environment and just focus on something else which is super difficult it uh, is i don't know maybe some for some people it's it's easy but i think like the moment you get passionate about something 
Um, it's tough. It, it's tough, and it you doesn't. Think about it 24/7. Yeah, and it doesn't serve you to be like 24/7 on it. Yeah, uh, it really sucks. I mean, like again, this it, it, it the platforms. The Facebook, the, the Instagram, the YouTube, they, they do it in a way where it's just like, if you stop engaging, you stop uploading, you're in trouble. Yeah. And I hate that, you know? Yeah. It's like, if you don't, con- it, it, it opens up such a big platform for people to connect with you, which is amazing. You know, I love talking to people. Yeah. But then when you have like a thousand people coming at you, yeah. and it's just around the clock 24-7, it's too much. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, I found out... Um, like I, I tried recently to take a break a little bit like you and it was uh it was pretty good and uh, i realized oh you know what like after a few days you manage to think about less you know and uh, right now i'm on a no laptop challenge which makes it even easier for me to to get Ooh. stuck into so i'm just using the ipad which which is great because i can edit the photos but just having a different medium already changes a little bit the dynamic for me because I literally the, my laptop is equals equals like I have to edit and, and stuff. Yeah, you know, emails. And, oh. Yeah, and um, and that changes. But we went to Guatemala and I and I decided to take three three four days and and do nothing. I was just doing yoga and like enjoying you know doing stuff like that. That was your detox day. Yeah, and nice. and it was it was kind of fun because when I, I tried to pick up the camera, you know, and I was like, oh, I'm, I need to shoot stuff, you know, I'm feeling bad. And I shot for five minutes and then I'm like, you know what, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I need to do that too. You know, just set aside some of the stuff and just be like, I just need yeah. to live in the moment. Yeah, but it's it's easier when you change your environment for that. Yeah, so yeah. Maybe I'll go to Japan with nothing. Yeah, just enjoy, just enjoy my just enjoy my time there. That would be fun. All right, Jason, thank you so much for your time. Uh, where can people find you online? Uh, Jason Vong, just, look, just search up Jason Vong. I should be the one, the first Jason Vong to pop up. Vong not, with a V or W? V. 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 Okay, v, okay. v. V as in Victor. Jason, Jason Vong. YouTube.com slash Jason Vong. Instagram. Victor Vong. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> not my middle name. Uh, and uh, Instagram is Jason V Media. Okay. Yeah. Jason V Media. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Thank you so much, Jason. Everyone cool. go check out Jason. And remember, get out there. Go shoot. Try something different. Try something new. We'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Peace.